What's new and exciting, people? You're listening to Paella Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us for our second episode. I apologize for taking so many weeks from the first episode to now. I had no idea what to talk about. I had a couple of ideas, but as soon as I put them into recording, I realized no one wants to listen to that crap. No one cares what you think about a whole week. So here I am after listening to um, a podcast that inspired me from Jay Shetty. One of his guests said, all of my content is for me, things I need to learn, things I need to work on. That really struck a chord for me. So I wrote it on a post-it note and I stuck it to my desk at work. And that's when I realized I needed to talk about things that I enjoyed, things that I find interesting, because it would be a more natural way to connect with all of you. So happy fall, y'all. It is now October. I absolutely adore fall. It is one of my favorite seasons, the other being spring. And I just love the crisp air, the leaves changing, uh, sweater weather, apple picking, pumpkin picking. I am a total, total geek when it comes to those things. Um, my wedding anniversary is also in October. In 2001, my husband and I decided to get married after the tragedy of the World Trade Center and other events of September 11th. Before then, we had been happily engaged for two years. We had no wedding date on the calendar, but after the towers came down, being New Yorkers and living in one of the five boroughs, we knew that we needed to stop playing games and get married. And so we got married um, in October, three weeks later. So happy anniversary, babe. You know, every anniversary, my husband and I, we laugh. And the reason we laugh is because of the following. In 2001, the internet was not very reliable when it came to directions. Using um, a very popular platform, I plugged in the address to the place we were going to spend our honeymoon weekend in Pennsylvania. And so MapQuest gave us the wrong directions. And we spent many hours the first day of our marriage being lost on a mountain in Pennsylvania. Even the locals that we kept asking directions for kept telling us, it's just down the road, it's just down the road. Come to find out maybe five or six hours later, might've been more, that we were completely on the wrong mountain. My husband claims it was the best day. I did not enjoy that day so much, but Looking back 19 years later, completely funny. We laugh every single year. How we came to be married for 19 years, I can't even wrap my head around the fact that we've been married for so long and together for even longer. But there you are. Time goes by and we have two teenage kids. We own a home and a zoo. We have two dogs, two cats. Nope. Sorry, scratch that. We have two dogs, two ferrets, and now a cat. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine I was going to be the mom to have that many pets in one household. Never mind all the wildlife that lives 
outside of the house. But that's another story for a different day. Back to why I love fall. I love fall because fall includes Halloween. October 1st was the kickoff to the holiday season. How, you might ask? I'm going to tell you. With Halloween coming at the end of the month, my mom, my aunt, and my grandmother asked myself, my sister, and my cousins, what did we want to be for Halloween? The sky was the limit. Nothing was off the table. Know why? My mom, my aunt, and my grandmother handmade all of our costumes. That's what they did. We never bought a costume. My mom would sit my sister and I down and my aunt would sit her kids down and ask us, what do you want to be? Whatever we wanted, we had to be really sure because once my mom took me to La Malqueta to buy the fabric, we couldn't change our minds because all of the items were purchased to make that costume come to life. So I would enjoy the the walk to La Malqueta with my mom because just the fabrics and the trimming and the glitter made me excited. Now I'm older and I love crafting. Back then I didn't realize that, but what kid wouldn't be excited seeing all these glittery things and bright colors and knowing that from there was going to come a very cool custom costume. Now I say that And I didn't realize it then, I couldn't verbalize it, but the excitement would grow in all of us. I wish I had paid more attention as I got older and I wish I would have learned to sew as I got older because maybe that tradition would have kept going, but I could barely sew a button. So we would go to La Malqueta, we would get everything and then there were no sewing machines or patterns to follow. We were traced onto the fabric every single year. And there would be like a little bit of give here and there. But when you talk about custom costumes, I mean, what better way to be more custom than to lay down on a piece of fabric, be traced out, and know that that was you, that was your shape. So every day after school was an adventure because we would come home and see what progress was made, whose costume was going to be finished first. And we would be fitted and ask questions, things like that. Halloween was like, I don't even know how to describe it because it was just so exciting. In the 80s, classes were able to have Halloween parties and you could bring chips and cookies and candy but you could also get dressed up. So my costume was always debuted at school if it was a school day, because at that party, my mom or my aunt or my grandma would come and get me dressed and my sister and my cousins, and we would all be dressed in the coolest, unique costumes. They were never similar to anyone else's. So we would have that party at school and then come home and get ready to go trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating was the bomb. It was everything to a kid, especially in the 80s. We would start with grandpa because grandpa always gave us a dollar. 
And well, a dollar in those days was a lot. You could buy so much candy at the store. You could buy ices, chips, juice, soda. You could buy anything with a dollar when you were a kid. So we would start with grandpa and then we would go to various neighbors in the building who we trusted very much and were family friends. And then we would go to Third Avenue. Third Avenue in the 80s was the place where we shopped for clothes, shoes, household goods. We were really familiar there. Um, So we would go to the stores and the stores had real sugary great candy waiting for us and they gave it out freely I don't know that that's done anymore um but I'm really glad that I grew up in the 80s and that that was our experience because we would trick-or-treat until it was dark and then we'd go home for my mom and my aunt to sit at the kitchen table with all of our buckets and check our candy all of us kids knew that no matter what happened, we were not touching that candy until mom and Titi were finished checking it all. But oh, Angel sang when we got those buckets of candy because sugar was going to enter into our little children's mouths and set off our brains. I don't really think giving five kids that amount of sugar at that time was really good because I'm sure we really OD'd on sugar and probably bounced off the walls. So Halloween, sugar, candy, trick-or-treating, money, uh, custom costumes, what could be better? And that really was the kickoff to the holiday season because we knew trick-or-treating, Halloween, being together, going out and having fun meant that the next step was Thanksgiving and we'd get off of school for a few days. And I I was one of the older kids in the grandchildren line, so I'd be in the kitchen with my grandma a lot. And cooking for Thanksgiving was sometimes not fun because my grandmother was really a stickler for the way that her onions and peppers were cut for the macaroni salad or the potato salad, because those were always on the menu, and also for the stuffing. I can smell the stuffing. In my memory, it's still there, because I knew we were going to make the stuffing. I was going to get to sample it above everybody else, because I was the one in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yep, that was me. And we were going to stuff the bird. And grandma was going to sew the bird shut. This was something that fascinated me. How were we? It was something that I just knew we were going to do. And looking back, it was kind of (laughs) gross. It was kind of gross. But also, I knew that the next day that bird was going into the oven early. And the house was going to smell amazing. And we were just going to have amazing turkey for Thanksgiving. So leading into Thanksgiving, food, family, because grandma's house was always the place that everybody came. Every Sunday, every celebration was at grandma's house. As soon as Thanksgiving was over, we were heading into the Christmas season. And the Christmas season, for all you Puerto Rican families out there, you know, was pasteles season. For the weeks leading up to Christmas, 
my grandmother was in the kitchen every single day on top of cooking for all of us. She was making pasteles and she had a system. She had a system with the thread and as her little assistant, I had to cut the thread just so because a certain length meant that those pasteles had pique. They had hot sauce in them. And the other length, the shorter length, I think, meant they did not. Now, I could totally be inverting those because I never, ever remembered the right way. But that was her system. She had that system. And the freezer would be full with pateles because pateles were for Noche Buena. They were for Christmas Eve. And maybe if we were lucky, we would have some for dinner before Christmas, but they were solely for Christmas. Um, she would give people pateles in the building, friends, like food always left our house. Part of the holiday was delivering food to neighbors who had their own food, but especially on our floor in the building, we were friends with all the families in the other apartments. And so everybody got a plate of food. I, I would deliver most of the plates of food being, like I said, one of the oldest cousins. Um, I never understood back then why my two older cousins were not delivering food around Christmas time. But later on, I would figure out that they were stuck and trapped in the one bedroom us kids were not allowed to go into. Why? Because every single adult in my family procrastinates wrapping presents. <laughs> so the older kids got stuck in that bedroom wrapping presents with aunts and uncles trying at the last minute to wrap all the presents for all the kids. And I come from a big family, so that was a lot of presents. Despite the fact that we were <clears throat> not wealthy and quite poor, Christmas time was always a time where we got the best of the best. And they really went all out for us. So that's, you know, it all started in October, in the fall. And so I have really fond memories of October, fall, and leading into it. Now that I'm older, I really treasure those memories. Um, because despite all the craziness of life, those memories stick out the most in my mind and are deep in my heart. I hope you've enjoyed my episode and I hope it sparks some of your happy childhood memories of maybe growing up in El Barrio or wherever you grew up where, with your friends and your family and your family traditions. I hope you treasure those, especially now because oftentimes we can't visit our family because of the pandemic, but it makes those times and those memories that's much more special. At least to me, it does. So enjoy sweater weather, grab a cup of apple cider or spiced apple cider or a apple cider donut, whichever one works for you. And if you have kids, give them a little bit of sugar. That's about all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll see you soon. Bye.